Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Voice for Victims podcast. Stand up and speak up. Welcome, everyone, to Voice for Victims podcast with your host, Crystal Starnes. I hope everyone is having a fabulous Thursday. We are going to have a special guest tonight on the show who has her own personal story that led her to become who she is today. She's a healthcare professional leader, a speaker, an entrepreneur, author, and her name is Marty Munoz. Let's welcome Marty Munoz to the show. Hi, Marty. Are you on here? Hi, Crystal. Thank you. Welcome. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm super excited to share all some good stuff. That's awesome. Well, um, I guess we will start. Um, Can you tell our audience a little bit about who you are and your background? Absolutely. So I'm Marty Munoz. I call myself the Domestic Violence Whisperer. Um, I got involved with domestic violence simply because that's my story. My background is um, I experienced domestic violence and sexual abuse as a child. So uh, long story short is that I got involved with healthcare recruitment and eventually got into the telehealth um, services primarily due to the COVID, the pandemic. But at any rate, I wrote my first book. It was launched in 2019. And being that I worked with, you know, healthcare professionals, I began to share my book with some colleagues and some peers. And unbeknownst to me, Crystal, that they would come forward, the doctors the nurses and healthcare professionals, and they would come to me and they would tell me privately about their stories. So I thought, I had an aha moment, and I thought, oh, my goodness, if this is happening to me and to others and certainly to the healthcare professionals, I just felt deep in my core that I had to do something. I just felt like I really needed um, to be a source to help them how I overcame and how they could overcome as well. That's awesome. Um You'd said something about, like, your personal life, like when, you know, you lived a domestic violence situation. Can you um, talk a little bit more about that on how it led you to want to help others, if if you feel comfortable doing that? Yeah, absolutely, of course. So what happened to me was I began to notice the emotional, the mental, there was absence. You know, he would go to work and sometimes not come home in the evening or uh, came the weekends. He would be gone with his friends. And I thought that was normal behavior. And simply because I lived that as a child. Um, My dad was a hardworking man, a provider, but he kind of did those disappearing acts as well. So one grows up thinking that is normal behavior. And it's not. That's literally domestic violence. Um, So I just, there again, just, you know, going back to what I felt deep in my core is that 
if I made it through, if I was able to survive and get through it, surely I could be able, you know, to help other women. So it was the mental, the emotional, the absence. Eventually, later on, it became physical. And that's when I knew that I had to make an exit. So it's strategically planning for one that is going through it, have a plan, plan of action, get your ducks in a row, as they say. And also, too, I think the most important factor for me, Crystal, was my faith, my belief in God. That's what really helped me to get through, um, you know, what I was going through at that time. Did any point in your, um, when you went through that, did you ever reach out for help? Like go to a shelter or anything like that? I didn't go to a shelter. Um, You know, sometimes family members, because it's an unknown territory, they're not familiar with what is domestic violence. How can I help my sibling, right? So I began to reach out to, you know, the church that I was affiliated with at that time. And oftentimes, unfortunately, it's it's a sad um, situation, but sometimes, you know, leadership within the church, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a clergy, you know, maybe you're part of a, a Catholic church, a Catholic faith. But I believe, you know, in many um, uh, religions, um, the leadership doesn't know how to handle a domestic violence situation. Oftentimes you're, um, you're told or you're encouraged, you know, work it out. You're married. You have to, you know, figure out what's going on within your marriage, but stay married. So I did reach out. I tried to reach out. And so there again, um, I think what happens is that not everyone knows, you know, what are the steps, what what uh, a woman needs to do to protect herself and the children. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that, like with the church too, because, um, you know, they always want to just, you know, want everybody to work it out and they don't want involved and they probably don't want, I don't know, friction within the church is my guess is why they do it. I don't, I don't really know. They shouldn't be like that at times because, you know, mm-hmm. obviously they should be there to help. But um, I, I, I've seen it happen over the years in my community. So I, I know exactly oh, what you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah. in their defense, you know, not um, pointing the finger, but I just think that it's lack of information, lack of knowledge, right? The Bible tells us many people perish for the lack of knowledge. If we don't know what to do, if the leadership within the churches don't know what to do, and just basing it off of scripture that says, you know, that, you know, God hates divorce. Yes, he does hate divorce, but God also hates to see that a man is, you know, beating up his woman or traumatizing the children in in the home. That's not a healthy environment. So I think, you know, in their defense, it's that, you know, lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, and perhaps not having adequate tools or resources to know what to do in a situation like that. Um, would you be able to expand a little bit about, like, what the physicians would talk about, like, what their situation was? Yeah, absolutely. The so there again, yeah, what just to kind of reiterate is that started to share my book with nurses and healthcare professionals. You know, they were coming out of the woodworks, and they started to share their stories. So I think oftentimes society has, we have this idea 
you know, there's a stigma that perhaps domestic violence only happens to a particular group of women, you know. And so when the doctors were sharing their story, you know, they were unfamiliar with what are red flags? What is a narcissistic uh, relationship? So a lot of these, um, you know, types of things that were taking place, doctors were unaware, and they too um, had experienced some sort of abuse in their childhood and not addressing it. So there was trauma there. So when you have trauma, you're going to have triggers, you know, hence you're going to be attracted to that particular type of an individual that perhaps is like, you know, your dad, your your uncle, or someone within the family. And there again, as I said, that, you know, we think this is normal behavior, right? So the doctors would come to me or the nurses, healthcare professionals. What do I do? You know, how do I fix this? So the first step I do is to assess and get an idea of what the situation is, and then work from there. Yeah, that's interesting. I had never even heard of any of this, like, all the years that I worked as an officer. Like, I dealt with doctors and, and you know, different healthcare professionals, um, and I'd never had anyone disclose any of this. So this was, like, all new to me when I um, – heard about this I was very interested in interviewing you for this because it's a new topic for me <laughs> and, yeah you know absolutely opened my eyes big time yeah you know me too um crystal when there again you know when I started to share my book and they began to come forward and I thought oh my gosh this is a new territory um for me I had previously worked with other um women you know other cases I've been doing domestic violence behind the scenes for many, many years taking classes and courses on my own because I wanted to learn more about domestic violence and all the particulars, what happens, what takes place, why, what are triggers, what's trauma, what's a narcissistic relationship. All these things I did not know myself until I started to research, study, and take as many classes and courses as I could. So the same way, you know, doctors, their expertise is to take care of a patient and not necessarily go into depth of what is domestic violence. So there again, I just saw the need, you know, demand and supply. I just saw the need. And I know that for me as a believer in God, I just feel like that's, that's my calling. You know, I just feel so led to want to be of service to as many women as I can, not just, you know, doctors or healthcare professionals, but any woman, um, that wants to, you know, move forward with her life and she feels that she's, she's stuck. Right. Do you think that, um, like with doctors in particular, like, do you think it's because they work long hours and the spouse maybe, um, gets upset and stuff? I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out like why it would go on within that type of a lifestyle. Not at all, not at all. It stems from here again what, you know, the traumas that have been associated as, you know, childhood. So the indication that tells me is that the spouse also grew up in a domestic violence. It's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. So somewhere along the line, um, the husband or the boyfriend, um, you know, has seen this type of behavior and they think this is normal to be, um, you know, dominant, domineering abusive to your spouse so 
somewhere along the line, you know, they learned this behavior. It's not because, oh, she works too many hours or she's too busy or, you know, that type of thing. This is trauma, trauma that is associated with childhood. Right. Um, so, like, you do, you deal with the domestic violence aspect of it. Do you um, do anything else, um, you know, to help people in the community? Like, I, I believe you did some type of ministry as well. Do you want right. to touch a little well, bit I on thought- that? Yeah, sure. Well, I call this my ministry. This is the ministry, <laughs> you know, helping helping women in this area because they're, again, you know, I'm faith-based and I believe in God, and so I want to share with them um, the love of God and, you know, my faith. So um, in addition to that, you know, participating with my local church and the women that, you know, come through the doors that also need help or assistance, um, you know, I'm there. I'm willing and able to help as I can with uh, the resources and the tools that I now have, you know, over the years. So I enjoy I enjoy helping the community. In addition to that, um, my first, first job was in recruitment. I got involved with recruiting um, many, many years ago. And so my expertise is in recruitment, utilizing tax credits for employers that hire an individual that, you know, meets the criteria for the tax credits. So I also have that that background as well. Are you able to, like, work in all states, um, being that you're online, or is it just specific to your state that you live in? Um, no, I'm available anywhere. So... More recently, um, I know we haven't gotten to this topic. I might be getting ahead of myself about my my show, my podcast. Okay. Do you want me to, do you want me to talk about that? It's up, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. You can talk. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, so more recently, you know, I just, um, I'm creating a brand new platform, a brand new podcast and TV show. Um, I started during the pandemic, I did start summits and I was hosting summits um, monthly, um, almost back to back, maybe twice a month I was hosting summits. And this is where we had um, a lot of women from different countries and states that were coming forward and, and participating. So I branched out. And so now with my new podcast show, Women with Hope Ministry, we will be broadcasted all over, all over the world. So I'm excited about that. There's a lot of good stuff that's coming up my way, a lot of behind the scenes. And for those of us that, you know, entrepreneur, we know that a lot goes behind just what we do, right? People see only so much, but behind the scenes, we have to put it together and organize it. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. (laughs) It's a lot of other work (laughs) you have to do. Exactly. Um, I think it's great, like, what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Um, but is Thank there you. any, like, any um, thing that you can tell the audience, like, the signs to look out for in a domestic violence offender? Absolutely. Um, I think I've mentioned it, you know, a couple times. The behaviors, the narcissistic behavior is typically one that keeps um, the woman you know, at home or perhaps doesn't let her associate or affiliate with her friends 
um, even like during, you know, maybe church time, look out for signs where she seems timid. It's almost as if a woman that's being abused wants to give signs out, like, look at me, look at my eyes type of thing, because I know I used to do that. Like, somebody help me, you know. So those are some of the things that I would look for if you feel or think that someone's being abused um, or an individual that is being abused. You know, reach out for help. Don't be don't be afraid. This is going to be the best thing that, you know, in your life that you can do for you and your children if you have children. And oftentimes, you know, during the challenges and the difficulties that we have in life, it's to get you to the next level of your life. So don't be afraid, you know, reach out. There's lots of resources, and certainly I'm here and I'm available for you as well. Is there anything else um, that you would like to tell the audience, you know, about your situation that, you know, you think that might be able to help somebody else out there that may be in a similar situation? Well, I think basically, you know, there again, if you are going through um, domestic violence or you're not sure how to identify, there's definitely three points to look out for. And one, again, would be the narcissistic behavior. The narcissist is a controlling, manipulative individual that wants his way or her way, because I know that men also have experienced domestic violence. But in this particular, um, you know, case, what we're talking about is the woman. So one is to identify, is he controlling? Is he manipulative? And then number two, what is taking place within the financials? Oftentimes it's the financials where the man controls the finances, where he maybe gives her an allowance and or maybe there isn't an allowance. So is there financial situations that are taking place within your home? And then number three would be, um, I think, again, it's important to understand that they keep you away from your family. If they keep you away from your mother, your sisters, your siblings, that's a red flag. That's what they call a red flag. So those are just three. And when we go into one-to-one counseling, one-to-one um, in individual counseling, then I can tell you more and talk to you a little bit more in depth. Um, and again, those are just three um, minor ones, really. They're minor to look for. Um, and so basically that's, you know, in a nutshell, Crystal, because there's so much more that I could share with, you know, with somebody. But um, there is help. There is help. And again, I'm I'm one. I'm one resource for you that you can reach out to. You can find me on the web at Women with Hope um, Ministry. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Women underscore Legacy of Hope, and Facebook at Marty Lazo Munoz, and also Women with Hope Ministry. That's great. Um, you also mentioned like you do counseling, right? So these people can reach out to you and maybe get some counseling from you as well, right? Yes, absolutely. There again, register yeah. on my website and send your information and we get back to you and fill out a time and see what works for you. 
and we can talk about, we can give you the 30-minute consultation time and assess what you're, you know, personally going through. Well, I um, want to thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Um, you educated me. Um, I This is definitely brand new. Brand, I mean, I've been, like, I've worked in domestic violence, um, you know, because I had that caseload for a lot of years. But I mm-hmm. never even, you know, was exposed to doctors and medical professionals, um, you know, reaching out for help. I I guess it just never came across my, my desk or whatever, so... <laughs> Um, I'm so happy that I connected with you because, like, you you did, you educated me um, tonight. And I believe in always learning new things. And um, I believe that, you know, it's so good that you come on the show because you're educating people out there that I'm sure has never heard about this. And and people wouldn't think like that because, you know, when you go to your doctor, the doctor is there to help you. And, you know, you don't ever think about what they may be going through in their own personal life, you know what I mean? So, like, I guess it's just something that's overlooked a lot. Absolutely, um, but, absolutely, but it happens. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you would like to tell the audience um, before I close the show? Well, there again, just take care of yourselves, love yourselves enough to want to get help, again, for yourself and for your children if you have small children. And reach out to the resources that are all around you. Again, my name is Marty Munoz, and I'm here to help you. Well, thank you again. Um, And then thank you, everyone out there, for listening tonight. Um, If anyone wants to come on the Voice for Victims podcast, they can go to voiceforvictimspodcast.com and fill out the questionnaire, and then someone will be in touch And as I always say, stand up and make a difference for yourself or someone else. I hope everyone out there has a good night. Thank you again. Hello. Voice for Victim podcast wants you. Voice for Victims podcast is dedicated to educating the community about various aspects of victimization and giving victims an opportunity to speak up. Currently, the podcast is heard nationally on Thursday nights. It is carried on Blog Talk, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you support what Voice for Victims is doing, please contact voiceforvictimspodcast.com and a representative will contact you with further details. Thanks for listening and your support. Check out the Comfort Circle every Thursday at 7 p.m.